Hello, everybody. Welcome to GameSpot After Dark, episode 130. I am your host this week, John Luke Seipke, uh, filling in for Tamor, who is uh, not able to be on the podcast this week, but that's okay because we have our usual crew of miscreants and misfits. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I like Lucy it. James. Like, it makes it sound like a Victorian gang. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, Lucy? I'm doing all right. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you got a cat? How's that going? Oh yeah, got a cat this week. Uh, it's going well. She's um, adopting to the new environment uh, at, a, at a good pace. Honestly, I've wanted mm-hmm. a cat for like 10 years, and so it feels so nice to have a little creature walking around. And, Is she uh, like sniffing everything, like trying to, you know, just big sniffs, figure it out? Mm-hmm. Big sniffs. Um, last night we got the first purr. Um, so that's huge. Ooh. The night before she let me rub her belly. Um, <gasps> she jumps up on the bed, but doesn't want to sleep there just yet. Um, but no, she's doing, she's doing great. I, w- I fully thought she would hide under my bed for like the first week, but no, she's, she's out there. No, oh, that's adorable. Uh, we're also joined by Jordan Ramey. Jordan, do you own any pets or are you a... I am in the right boat that Lucy was once in where I have long wanted to adopt a cat, but the apartment that I am currently living in charges a stupidly large fee Aww. for having let, pets. Let me so. tell you about getting an emotional support animal, because my landlord tried to charge me $2,000 for pet rent. Holy Whoa! No pet rent, for a pet deposit. <laughs> and um, I... Uh, I've spoken in the past about my mental health issues, but this is a funny anecdote, then we'll move on. Uh, I was, I, I went through the whole thing to get an emotional support animal, and when the woman finished my, um, they have to basically mm-hmm. quiz you and make sure that you're not faking or anything, and she went, okay, well, you're approved. And I went, oh, really? And she went, yeah, you're definitely approved. And I was like, okay, <laughs> Your pain <sick."> is real. <laughs> making, making depression and anxiety work for me. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, much, much cheaper than paying a ridiculous pet deposit yeah jesus so maybe one day maybe one day i'll send you a link we can only hope so uh and then finally joining us uh this week is phil hornshaw phil you also have a cat i have have two two cats cats. just rubbing it in all of you they're uh (laughs) they're getting to the point where they're like considered geriatric which is great it's the best the best version of cats (laughs) because they're like 100% 100% less annoying than they ever used to be. Uh, <laughs> they like sleep on the bed with us. They like go away and sleep all day long and like don't bother anybody. I have, so I have a, uh, our younger cat, Xander, was like basically a puppy for mm. the last, God, like seven years, right? He's the one who wakes you up at 4.30 just because he wants to chill, just because he wants to like do yeah. stuff. He's the one who's excited about activities. And uh, and wrecks everything and just like knocks stuff off of of my desk just because he wants to be over here and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's finally, finally, just like leveled out. Yes, it's so good. I can sleep. I've, <laughs> I have not slept well for years, you guys. He's great. I love him. He's amazing. He's like yeah. the coolest little cat I've ever encountered. But also sleeping. It's amazing. You sound like a new dad, Phil. Like someone who's like, oh, the baby is finally on a good sleep schedule. Dude, imagine (laughs) the baby never got any bigger. Ever. It's just been a baby the whole time. Um, So yeah, I'm I'm very very excited about the old age cats at this point. 
Yeah, mine is um. I think I think I'm gonna call her Peanut. I I just refer to her as Peanut. Aww. Um. Aww. Uh. She's six, and when I was in the back and forth with the shelter about like what she's like, um, <laughs> her foster her foster family was like, yeah, she's lazy. It's <laughs> really <laughs> lazy. And I was like, that is a cat that I could get on board with. That's a win for sure. <laughs> That's a win. However, mm-hmm. she's she is waking up at like one in the morning, six in the morning. Um. But I've watched a lot of Jackson Galaxy videos about how to get her onto my schedule, the cat yeah. daddy of YouTube. Um, and yeah, last night she was she was pretty good. She only woke up at six. And um, my yeah, my my Jackson Galaxy dream is to do the shelves around. The- oh god, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that the cat can walk around the outside of the room and like be up high and stuff. We yeah. have like several of the cat trees, which they really appreciate. Mm-hmm. But I would love for them to be able to like just walk around, go wherever they want, yeah. and leave me alone. Just, <laughs> she hasn't she hasn't used a single cat tree that I've got. Her. She reluctantly oh. clicked on a scratching thing that I got, and I was like, <laughs> "Okay, I know they said you were a bit lazy." I, I and also the phrase they used was "takes life at her own pace." <laughs> <laughs> Like, this cat right. sounds retired. I know. So, she's That's only great. six. <laughs> she's only six. Um, she's just chill. Um, but no, doesn't use any cat trees. Yeah, we've long given up on the cat tree. Uh, we we bought we bought Brinks like a really nice, cute kind of almost like Sailor it's Moon so looking nice. cat tree. We're like, yeah. here you go. We spent a lot of she's money like, I don't on care this. For this weeb shit. <laughs> she's like absolutely not. Um, she's no. she's no. not a heights type of cat. Um. But she did finally start using the scratching post, and we're like, oh, okay. But like, mm-hmm. it's it's not enough. We're I think we're probably gonna just like sell it because it's like a perfectly mm-hmm. good cat tree. But um, yeah, you know, I, I wish I I also wish we could do that nice shelving thing, but it's not gonna mm-hmm. happen with her. She's too she's too much of a, a old senior lady to be interested in any of that nonsense. Mm. Sandra uses the scr- the scratching post, but not until after. Destroying the couch. Okay. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot. It's like his dessert. Yeah. Oh yeah, we got these. Uh, he's he's uh, what are those like guy. IKEA weave <laughs> baskets. She has uh-huh. destroyed one of them as her scratching post to the point where uh, it, it, there's just a giant hole in there, and sometimes when she tries to scratch, she just accidentally sticks her whole paw in the hole, and then it's like, whoa, <laughs> it's really cute. I need to get a video. Of Did I do that? that? <laughs> I'm so strong. well moving on uh to what this podcast is actually about video games uh i guess i think we talked about cats for six minutes fine i think that's what the people want to hear is about cats um but i also probably want to hear about video games because guess what it is february and the video games they are coming and they won't stop (laughs) coming Uh, not to smash mouth in <laughs> six minutes. They don't listen to After Dark. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> so yeah, we got we got uh, the the big one. The first big game of the month uh, is, I believe, yeah, it, it should be out officially for everyone as of the uh, mm. release of this podcast, which is Dying Light Two, a game that uh, both me and Jordan uh, have been playing a fair amount of. We can finally talk about it. We can finally it. talk about it. That was the game we were, we were alluding to last week. Surprise. Uh, so, uh, Jordan, why don't I kick it over to you first? Uh, how is Dying Light 2 treating you? Because when I when I asked about it, you said you have thoughts. 
You have things you want to say. <laughs> capital C thoughts. <laughs> or capital uh, it's not, not that strong. Capital C? Not that strong. It's, Sorry, more, it's, it's just a, a tilized. It's a, it's a, it's a quiet it's C like day. Cthulhu. Oh, no, mm. wait, you do pronounce the C in Cthulhu. I'm say, going. going to say Cthulhu. Oh, my God. <laughs> It's been a it's been a very busy month. It is the third day. And I was about to say busy on. month. It's not even been a week. No, it's that Liz Lemon meme, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, thoughts with a capital C. Um, <laughs> Dying Light Two, and I say this in an actual positive way. It's going to sound negative, but I do mean this in a positive way. Feels like a really strong xbox 360 era game where it's like doing a lot of things that i remember playing in my open world rpgs uh back in the late xbox 360 ps3 days and Mm. thinking like oh this is really fun this is awesome i can't wait to see where this goes and then we kind of got to see where those things went with the xbox one ps4 and now the series x and uh ps5 um, because the gameplay is really good and I love the gameplay. The parkour is solid. The combat I think could be a little bit, uh, better. It's not my favorite and it does a lot of things with its story that could be good in a world where Dying Light 2's campaign is like actually compelling, but it's really not. But it does a lot of things where it's like, oh, the things that I enjoy doing with The gameplay sometimes informs the storytelling and vice versa. Like if I help this group of people, I get access to more parkour stuff. And I help this group of people, I get access to more stuff that helps with the combat. And if I do more parkour stuff, I unlock more points to unlock more parkour moves. If I fight and kill more, I unlock more points to uh, become a better fighter. So it's a lot of things that I'm like, oh, like this was when... Xbox 360 days where people are like, oh, let's try to like start really molding together what gameplay and narrative can be to each other and helping it work out. And games have kind of evolved past that. So in many ways, Dying Light 2 feels a little bit dated, but I'm having a great time. I haven't hit that point that a lot of reviewers and people have noted where it's like, look, the last hour, hour and a half of this campaign is just really really bad like stupidly bad ruins the game for you bad the journey is great and the final destination is not good at all i haven't hit that point yet so Mm. i'm still in the point where i'm like oh this game is great i'm having a great time the campaign is this kooky like a reality tv show type thing where i'm like man these are some strange bizarre characters uh some of them are good most of them are not and i'm kind of having more fun making fun of them than i am Mm -hmm. actually like getting uh invested in their story it's kind of a great game to play with someone else like sitting with you on the couch just so you can kind of laugh at the series of events that transpires um so yeah it's probably i'm not not even probably it's definitely not gonna be in my top 10 at the end of the year but it was an enjoyable way to end my january slash first week of february before like sifu and ali ali world and horizon and everything comes out i'm like oh i got to enjoy this for like two weeks before getting to the stuff that i really want to play 
So I um I haven't played it, but for context here, I did voiceover Mark's review in progress. I was literally about to think that you were going to say you did voiceover for the game. I'm like, really? We didn't put that in our coverage then that there was a conflict of interest. Uh, No, no, no. I uh, I voiced over the review, and so when I was reading it, uh, the yeah, there there was one line from from Mark where he was like. With regards to the plot, I'm paraphrasing, but it was like he fell out of the story tree and hit his face on every branch on the way down. Like he <laughs> did not have good things to say about the story or the or the acting. So I was wondering how if you found it egregious at all or how you I, found I, it. I mean it it it's it's really it's inconsistent, I think is kind of the thing he talked about. Um he pointed out like the 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 VO, the voice some of the voiceover is um like he described it as the lower you go down in like the importance of the quest, the worse the voice acting gets, which is like a hundred percent true. If you go mm. and check out that review, I gave like a couple examples where it's like a random side quest. You'll go up to this guy who like fried a accidentally like fried a goat because he was trying to like create like an electric fence, and he's just like, <laughs> Oh no, it's fried. I must have gotten the voltage <laughs> wrong. And you're like, Whoa. Oh my God. Like it's, but then it'll be immediately followed up by like a main quest where the voice acting is Rosario Dawson. Yeah, Rosario Dawson, yeah. who actually does a, where you're like, Oh, I can tell that like, she's like, she's putting it in professionally on a regular basis for this. Like, <laughs> yeah. In a way that was actually kind of surprising. Cause I feel like typically when you get like a, like a celebrity voice actor um, to do a role, it, it can feel a little forced, but like she actually was putting in a lot of uh, really good effort into, into her she's, role. She's uh... Billy Billy Lurk though from Dishonored, she's got uh Oh that's chops. true. Yeah, she's got yeah, the she's chops. Got chops yeah. For this. Yeah. 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 Um it, it's yeah. And I think the problem because I, I'm with Jordan where it's like I don't think I hated the story quite to the degree that Mark did, but I certainly don't um I'm I'm kind of just laughing at it and not taking it seriously, mm-hmm. which is a yeah. shame because the game is taking it very seriously. Uh and I yeah. sort of like feel bad because I'm just like, I don't really care about your story or the consequences. Uh, this I feels just like want to the... drop kick guys. Yeah, oh, which oh, is yeah. really fun. Uh, <laughs> this feels like the perfect kind of game to play co-op because um, it has mm-hmm. four-player co-op, and it's like play mm-hmm. co-op. Because normally, I I don't like playing games like this co-op at least the first time through. Because I'm like, you're not paying attention to dialogue when you're playing co-op. This is like. I don't want to pay attention to the dialogue. Yeah. Let's just I play make my own story with my friends. <laughs> yeah. I, I think for me, I would, there is like a version of this game that uh, like just completely like didn't care about the story, really wasn't interested in trying to be like this big budget, like choice heavy AAA game and really just honed in on like, here's an open world with really fun parkour with interesting, like, a day and night cycle. It's really intense. It's all about survival. I think I would like that version of this game a lot more, but it's, like, once it gets into, like, the, ah, you got, like, so much story and so much quest and so much dialogue. 40, what was it, 40,000 lines of dialogue or words or something? A lot. Uh, Yeah, and a a a Karenina size, I think, was. (laughs) Well, you know what? (laughs) Most of it isn't actually worth hearing, unfortunately. (laughs) A lot of me wonders if, like, because, like, what you said, John Luke, about, like, this tonal shift where it's like, oh, there's a lot of, like, moments of silliness, but the game, like, really wants you to think, like, this is a very serious Shakespearean, like, uh, mm. narrative. Um, 
there was a article that uh came out today february 3rd this is going up uh friday from a game developer which is the new name for gama sutra i think they were mm. um and it was mm. talking with one of the lead uh designers behind the game and they were talking about how like one of the major things that they struggled with was trying to tell a game like a story about a game where it's like oh how many ways can we talk about like killing the infected and hating the infected while at the same time a lot of the developers are like going home to hear about their friends and family members catching covid and like becoming Mm. infected and so they didn't want the game to be like as depressingly dark as like they originally set out to do and i'm like the article doesn't go into it very much, but I almost wonder, I'm like, oh, I wonder if there was, like, a tonal shift midway hmm. through development where, like, they were going for this one thing and then, like, midway through development, they're like, this game, making this game is making us really sad and, <laughs> like, depressed and we kind of want to try to, like, shift a few things around. Like, I'm just conjecturing. I have no basis for this, but I almost wonder if, like, that was uh, I can see the case. it. Because yeah, those zombie apocalypses hit different now. Yeah, yeah. I remember there playing are a lot Last of... of Us Part Two like at the beginning of COVID oh, and being like, "Man, this <laughs> shit!" Like, yeah, and, and there are a lot of quests that like are trying to be more like jokey or tongue in cheek. Like, oh, you mm-hmm. got to deliver like some sausages, and like the guy's talking about how like, oh, his sausages are really bad because it like gives everyone like diarrhea, and he's like, "Whatever, like it's fine. Like people need to eat, and like who cares?" And you're like, "This is weird." Uh, Tonally, uh, and all over the place, yeah. but for I think whatever I just did, reason, like a quest right before this, where like someone had to like kill their kid or something, the tonal whiplash. Yeah, like. <laughs> yeah, very strange. But I it, that kind of makes sense now that you you say it because it it is trying mm. to be very like colorful and very like it's the apocalypse, but also like parkouring's pretty fun and like you can do all that. There's a story here, Jason Trier. I'm sure will do like something on it because like remember like the early trailers for this game where they're like, oh yeah, and if you side with this faction, we'll flood half the city and you lose all those side quests. I'm like, well, that's not the case. So like no. something changed yeah. there, something well, happened yeah. there, and I'm like, the thing I was gonna say <laughs> is that Chris Avalon worked on it originally oh right yeah. and he was dropped and then the allegations in came 2020. out 2020 and so i'm actually while you guys are talking i was like looking and seeing Did he they... tweeted that like i worked on five to six new vegas like story drafts and demo arcs the number of those quests in the story drafts however was easily over 100 not counting reactivity and branching other players wouldn't see them all in one playthrough so yeah. no, I don't. I don't think he wrote the whole thing, but I imagine if he did work on a, a good chunk of it, like he was the guy who was on stage from everything um, when they announced it. Oh, so I yeah. wonder if they just took out everything. Kind of Vampire the Masquerade did. Yeah. Maybe um, that's a good. Yeah, that's a good yeah. question. I mean, there's like, just. I think there's a story here. I think yeah. there's like a behind the scenes shift somewhere mm-hmm. in Dying Light too, because like you said, John Luke, it feels like it's trying to be two very different games at the same time. And I'm yeah. like, something I think happened where they either lost focus or their focus shifted mid development. Yeah. Also, for me, at least, like, I, because that branching story stuff is there, you know? Like, the main thing is, like, mm-hmm. you're choosing between, like, the survivors or, like, the kind of sort of fascist, uh, you know, peacekeepers. And you're like, it, 
it's not doing anything that's like particularly like new that I haven't seen like a video game do in stories and like you're kind of binary like are you going to pick this path are you going to pick that path and it's cool that it like does block out certain like oh like the at the end of the first act on the first map when you pick which group you're siding with it does seem like that those quests vary quite differently because I was like oh I would definitely not be doing this quest if I picked the other side so like that was kind of neat but also I think it's because I didn't really end up connecting to any of the characters. I just didn't care, and I didn't feel any incentive to be like, oh, I definitely want to go back and see what the alternate choice was, especially mm -hmm. because there is no manual save that I could find. No, there so is not. <laughs> you would have to start all over again if I wanted to see the other option, and I was like, I'm not going to. That's where the 500 that. hours comes in. If you want yeah. to see everything, you're going to have to play this game at least twice, possibly three times all the way through. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm all right. Yeah. No, I'm all right. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I like the gameplay. Um, it's. I, I also have some problems with it, too. Mainly, like, I really like the parkour, but I do think the parkour gets kind of less interesting on the second map. I don't know if you felt mm -hmm. this, Jordan. Like, the first map is, um, it's like old Villador, so it's uh, kind like a of suburb, a... suburb, almost. Yeah, like suburb, mm. but, like, you got, like, you know, decent buildings, but they're very small, and so I think it has, like, this good flow where you're kind of, you can easily go from the street up into the uh, top of the roofs, and it always feels like there is, um, like, a really well-laid-out path uh, for you to parkour to. Like, I always felt like I, I had options when I was running, and there was, like, a... You would get that mirror's edge sort of uh, mm -hmm. feeling where you're just, like, keeping the momentum going, and um, it, it just feels really good. Mark also talked about in his review about how, um, like, the music is very dynamic, so... Uh, God, it does this cool so thing where, like, <laughs> once you start getting the parkour going, um, the music will actually swell and pick up to kind of like represent like the speed of which the parkour uh, like how fast you're going and it'll do cool yeah. things like if you jump off a building the music will actually like die down for a sec uh kind of like get all like echoey and then when you land it like comes back in and so like it creates this really cool like it's it, it just adds to the sense of like momentum to the parkour mm -hmm. i thought that was awesome you get to the second map and you're in like the big like proper city with all the skyscrapers and because of the size of everything, I suddenly found myself not able to keep that same level of momentum. Like, way more often, I would just end up, like, I don't know where to go. And I would, have, like, have to stop and, like, look around for a minute to, like, figure out where to go next. So I just, it it, it, it lacks that, mm -hmm. that kind of, like, free-flowing parkour momentum that you want. They kind of try and help that by giving you the glider, where you have these, like... I don't know. What are they like? These little vents that like vents. shoot hot air. They're just random moment places in the city <laughs> that are just blowing up a lot of really hot air, and they just really never explain it. I'm like, this isn't normal. You, everyone yeah. here knows this, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> and that's like an okay solution, but um, it, it's just like I don't know. The par the the paraglider is kind of a little slow and cumbersome, so it it doesn't quite have the same feeling as just, like, the actual, like, parkouring. You do get a grappling hook later in, mm -hmm. um, which is which kind of helps. But the problem is that they they gate that thing off, like, pretty far. Mm -hmm. Like, you have to play a lot of the story to get the, to get the grappling hook. Yeah, like so 15, 20 hours, I think. Yeah, and that's, wow. like, if you're kind of mainlining it. Mm -hmm. So if you're, like, really taking your time, like, doing all the side quests, if you're the kind of person who, like, starts a game 
and says like, oh, I have this area. I'm going to do all the quests in this one area and then like move on to the next area. You're probably going to burn yourself out on the game before you even get to like, you know, the grappling hook on the second map. So, uh, yeah, it just feels like there's some weird pacing issues. Like, I kind of mm. wish they gave you that stuff earlier. Like, I get mm. why maybe they would want to, like, hold it off because it, it, like, changes the flow of the game. But I imagine a lot of people who play Dying Light 1 and are, like, for what, like, years and years and years and are so used to the grappling hook, you, like, start over without it and you're just like, oh, I just wish I had this grappling hook. This would be so much more fun. Yeah, it so is like weird, weird that, like, because they gate that and then they gate stuff like you can't slide under stuff from the beginning. You can't wall run, mm. wall run from the beginning. I'm like, mm. I understand yeah. you want to, like, give the player the simplest version and then have them work up to it. But we have also come through, like, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, Titanfall, like, plenty of games that have introduced wall running. It feels almost like you could just be like, and by the way, if you, like, are running and you jump against a wall, your character will automatically start running on it. That that's not a difficult concept for players to wrap sure. their head around. And they could have just introduced it from the beginning. Same thing with sliding underneath objects or vaulting over objects. Um, I don't know. Like you said, it kind of makes the pacing a little bit weird because you spend so much of the early game trying to unlock that stuff because you're mm -hmm. like, oh, this is the stuff that I want. That then it's like 10, 15 hours in, and you're like, okay, now I'm finally getting to like the more extreme stuff that I could have probably been unlocking like five hours ago had I not had to go through all of the uh, other stuff first. I don't know. It's if you are listening to this podcast and you're like looking at February and you're like, gosh, I wonder which games I should play for February. I would imagine unless Phil's about to come do a complete 180 after giving like Ollie Ollie World a nine out of ten and be like, this game sucks. That like <laughs> Dying Light 2 probably isn't the game that you want to be like, this is one I must play. Like, maybe wait till next week, check out Sifu, Ollie like, Ollie World, well, yeah. Letters, like a few of those other games. Maybe come back to Dying Light 2, like if we ever have a quiet moment during this year, I don't know if we're ever going to get one. But Yeah, I was going to say, like, <laughs> wait till, like, the summer or something when games die down, maybe. Because, especially because they have said they are going to, like, keep supporting this game for many, many years. Like, they kind of want to do the same thing they did with Dying Light 1, where they're just, like, Dying Light 1 got a, uh, like, a little DLC update last week. <laughs> that's like meant to kind of be like a weird bridge to dying light Two, which I was like, they're still updating that game. That game has been out for years. <laughs> like what the heck, but it's kind of yeah, cool. That... And so I'm like, I don't know. Like, uh, there's no, you don't have to play this game right away. You could easily just be like, you know what? I'll pick it up when it's on sale, when they've added a bunch of DLC. Maybe they've um, they fixed, fixed some the stuff. the shit ton of bugs that are in the The, game. the developers <laughs> and like the PR have been like very upfront about like, hey, we're hearing about all this stuff. We're taking notes. We're going to keep updating the game. So it, it's possible they could potentially like rework some of the, you know, pacing issues or some of the like, maybe like, you know what? Maybe we will just unlock slide right away for everyone. Who knows? I'm not. Hmm. That's purely speculative on my part, but I Dying, you, you could just wait and you might have a much better experience. Dying Light One went through a ton of major changes mm -hmm. through yeah. its life. It has like a really dedicated fan base. So yeah, yeah I would say that. Didn't almost get like a battle royale like mode did. like at the end of it. Oh, it did, yeah. Oh uh, yeah, mm -hmm. okay. 
I'm like, I can't remember so, yeah, if that like, was a fever dream or not. <laughs> like, nope. That no. did no happen. No reason to hit this hard really Everything right is now. Battle Royale. And definitely a game that you can, like, lean into over time. I would absolutely expect that it's going to get better over time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, I, I've heard really good things about Dying Light 1 in the years since. Mm. And I've jumped back in a couple times, and it's, it's, it is pretty good. It's so, fun. yeah. But there's so much else to play this month, so it's like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it can be real hard to... <laughs> You'll have years to get out there, only too. Exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah. Five, at least five years. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the other game that both Jordan and I have been playing, which we didn't talk about last week because none of us had... It wasn't out, I guess, by the time uh, the we recorded the podcast, was Pokemon Legends uh, Ar- Arceus. Is that how you say it? I was yeah. told it was Arceus. Okay. Yeah. I did, I, again, I did voiceover for a few things. And, right. um, they were, yeah. Arceus and, is the correct way, but I think there's a common, like, wrong a way of saying movement. Arceus, where if you Arceus. say Arceus, people aren't going to be, like, mad at you. It's like, you're, you're saying it wrong, but... I'm sorry, Arceus sounds like... <laughs> I don't know. You're looking at someone's ass or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like it doesn't sound good to me. Arceus. So Arceus, <laughs> Arceus, uh, yeah, Arceus. The uh, my favorite isekai to come out in the last few years. Uh, I wasn't expecting that Fucking about wild. it. Fucking wild, <laughs> to, opening. To be an isekai. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for those who don't know, an isekai is a is a Japanese term for. Um, uh, basically, like when a character gets transported into like another world um, that they kind of like get stuck in, so, like Sword Art Online or um, uh, we'll Rezero is another one. Rezero, um, you know, like yeah, either either it's like through like time travel or just like an alternate reality. So yeah, like the whole thing is your character is like a modern day teen who gets like oh. sucked into well not modern day like it's still modern pokemon like teen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but they're like they're but like, like a, they're 15 so they've been like this presumably a pokemon trainer for like five years yeah, yeah. and then they just get sucked into the that. past and people are like yeah. wow you're you're remarkably good at like catching pokemon almost like you've like done this before and it's like why does our protagonist because <laughs> everyone in the in in the before times i guess was like they're all like afraid of pokemon and then you like show up in like a t-shirt and they're all like who are you and then you're like oh, let me tell you all about this uh, whole pokemon catching thing and they're all like you're whoa like, you're so amazing like you're the most amazing pokemon person ever <laughs> you show up and jump on the phone and you're like chuck it's your cousin <laughs> you do take out a cell phone and you know everyone's that like Come looks at you and they're like what is that strange <laughs> device that you have because it's like a thousand years in the past so cell phones are yeah. a thing and i'm like it's wild that everyone kind of like accepts that this person fell from the sky in the strange clothes with electronics that shouldn't exist and everyone's just like wow and you're just a great pokemon trainer that's really cool <laughs> well we're gonna test you and send you out into the wild and pokemon are really dangerous we lost Jordan. Yeah, is he gone for you guys too? He got he got sucked away in his own portal. <laughs> he's he's a thousand years in the past. <laughs> oh no! Uh, Talking well, to people about Apex. <laughs> Jordan to come back. Yeah, it's uh, Arceus's uh, or Arceus. Sorry, it's really yeah. good. Um, I like it quite a bit. Um, there's been a lot of talk about, and the elephant in the room is like people are always like, "Man, that game sure looks." bad uh but and 
I don't know. I I agree. Like I do wish it looked nicer, um, but I it ended up not bothering me as much as I thought because I actually really really like the changes they're doing to the gameplay. Um, mm -hmm. I, there's something about just the fundamental switches to the way you have to like catch Pokemon and the way you're like battling. I mean, like at first I thought because because when you see the presentation, it like it removes all of the the flash from it. Where instead of having like dynamic camera angles, when you you just throw your Pokeball and then you're there in the battle and you're still like from your character's perspective, and I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. But it actually like makes it feel more um, natural, and you're like, oh, I am like this character within, like in this battle, and also they got rid of all of the like text menu screens. So, like probably the most arduous thing about like Pokemon is that you're like, okay, I got to skip through like this person wants to battle, and like you know you're waiting for it to be like, wait for the animation mm. to play, and then it says like, it was super effective, it did this, and then like at the end of the battle you like have to watch you know, like the XP go up and then it's just like, da, 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 and you get like the level and you're like, like that kind of stuff. Just like you get used to it when you're a Pokemon fan, but it does weirdly add up and, and you're like, wow. Once you, once they remove all that, which they do in this game, you just realize like, oh wow, this feels so much nicer because it's just way more streamlined and you're mm -hmm. not like constantly like going through these motions of all this like extraneous stuff that just felt like it kind of get in the way of like what you're doing. So it's like, everything feels really snappy. You're just moving through at a really good pace. You're constantly like catching Pokemon. There's something really cool about you don't have to battle the Pokemon. You can just throw a Pokeball at them. And if you do it really mm. well, you actually catch you them. Bonk them on the head enough. <laughs> you bonk them on the head enough. Just... You go stealth, you hide in the grass and you like throw it on the back of their head, you'll get like a little like stealth bonus and you catch them. You gotta play a little Hitman with the Pokemon. You gotta play a little Hitman with the Pokemon. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta wear their suits and yeah. uh, just look around. Oh no. No, I made no. it I don't know, like Arceus, I, I say this about every Pokemon game where I'm like, sorry, my mom just texted me that she's going to the cat and dog shelter on Monday and I'm like, oh my God, what's happening here? Uh, oh no. Oh no. Uh, no, so my, I was gonna say, like, I, I've, I haven't finished a Pokemon game since Pokemon Red. Um, wow. Me too. And every right. time, every time a new one comes out, I'm like, this is gonna be it. You know, this is the one. Like, even Let's Go Pikachu, I was like, this is the game that I played, because I had Yellow as well. I was like, this is literally the game you played as a child and you finished this one. And I just, I, there's something about it, but. You know that meme of Arrested Development where Tobias is like, oh yeah, I tell I tell all these people to open their relationships. Does it work for them? No, but it might work for us. That's me yeah. convincing myself every time I buy a new Pokemon game where it's like, this could be the one. <laughs> Has it happened before? No. This could be the one. And, and so like, maybe I'll just leave it until after February. I think as well, like, what's the Pokedex situation? So like? I... So I remember Dexit. From Sword uh, Shield. Oh, as far as how many? Where I they, don't know where how many. When they got rid of loads and everyone was mad. <laughs> yeah. I, I, don't, I didn't really get... I, I, I got it, but I was also like, I don't really care. Um, as long as it's just like enough fun Pokemon, like it's fine. Um, I don't, I don't really know any beyond 151. Yeah, right? Like I, I kind of stopped keeping track. Um, like I know some past, obviously, but like the, the Generation 2 is like, that was my peak where like I could name all. 250 yeah. Pokemon around that point. Um, 
Like, I know Rowlet. Rowlet? Know, yeah. Rowlet's uh, in this one? Wait, who's the little the little chimp from Sword and Shield? The little green guy. He was one oh. of the starters. He was cute. I didn't pick him. I picked Scorebunny. Um, oh my god, what the hell? I can see him. I even have, like, a little figure of him over in my... Uh, I, yeah, I, I, I know who you're talking pod. about. I just, I don't remember. I don't remember his name. Yeah, I Grookey. have nothing to contribute here. Grookey. Grookey. Yes, <laughs> that's a great name. Oh. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many Pokemon are in this. It seems like a good amount. Like there, mm. I, it, there's a good variety of ones I recognize and like newer ones. So, um, but the interesting thing is that there are no gyms in this game. So the the oh. whole like the main conceit is actually filling out the Pokedex. Like that is the main goal in this game. And what's cool is that um, it, there's actually multiple ways to do it. So uh, essentially like each Pokemon on, a, on the Pokedex has uh, a list of different challenges that you have to do associated with them. And so it'll be like, oh, uh, you know, uh, you'll get challenges for when you catch them. It'll be like, oh, you caught one and now you caught five and now you caught ten. Or, um, you know, you defeated this many of them or you use this particular move type on them or you watch them use this type of move. So they have a series of different challenges for each Pokemon. Yeah. And each time you like a complete one, uh, you'll go up in a little level for them. Uh, and that so, level this- goes all the way up to 10. Ooh. And once you get to level 10, you've technically completed the Pokedex for that Pokemon. And what's cool is that there are so many challenges that you don't have to do all the challenges to get it to 10. It's actually really easy. And so... Oh, I like that. There's, I'm getting Fire Emblem three houses, just like, you know, the bars always going up. Yeah, yeah. So so you feel like you're constantly making progress. And what's cool yeah. is because there are so many challenges, um, it can kind of encourage you to play the way you want. So if you want, if you're like, I prefer just, I have more fun catching them than I do battling them, you could just catch them and get to level 10 that way. And, and never Ooh. have to worry about battling them. Or if you're like, I actually prefer battling them. I don't really want to catch that many. You could just battle them and do it that way. So it, it feels mm. like they're giving you options and how you want to complete the Pokedex. And you can prioritize like, like what you like about the game more. Which I think is really neat. Because before it was like, you know, you have to yeah. be good at battling. And you have to like spend time building up your team. I've kind of been playing this game, at least right now, without really worrying about like team comp. I, I just... Mm-hmm kind of put the pokemon i want in you know as i'm playing and it's like you know every time you like do anything you know if you catch a pokemon without even battling you do level up your pokemon that you have in your party so you're constantly leveling up it feels like you're you're on parity with the sort of like the pokemon level so i've never felt like i've needed to grind it so really there's i just kind of feel like i'm i'm just flowing through the game at my own pace Mm. playing it the way i want to and having a really good time. And that's probably the coolest thing about it is that mm. there is, there's, isn't this like, okay, I really got to think about team comp for this and, and make sure I build my party. Right. It's like, you could totally ignore that and just mm. run around and catch some cool Pokemon if you want. Hell yeah. Or maybe I'll leave it until after February though. Yeah. It's still, that still might be the best, yeah. the best option. If you know, play it at your own pace. Um, that's the nice thing about being on Switch too. Is like it's really easy mm-hmm. to just like pull it out and be like, I'm just gonna catch a couple Pokemon, uh, and then uh, you know, uh, put it away and and do some more stuff. Um, 
and yeah, it's like it's fun. Like they, you know, they're they're trying to. It's like the first time it's been open world, so you have little like quests you're completing, and uh, they're all very simple. But there's something, it's just something very fresh about it as a Pokemon game. Like I'm not gonna say like mm-hmm. what they're doing is like revolutionary for other games, but for Pokemon, for Pokemon, yeah, it feels very very fresh, and I find it very compelling for that reason. So I'm having a really good time with it. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, Jordan is still not back yet. His internet, he, he messaged the group. He said the, his internet has fully crashed. Fully crashed. Uh, so, so who knows when he'll be back. <laughs> we'll, we'll go back without him. Hopefully he'll join and maybe we'll hear what Jordan has to say about I mean, it's been Pokemon. like 10 minutes, so this sounds like quite the crash. Yeah. We've been but having all sorts of internet issues. Mine, I was supposed to stream on Tuesday and my internet was like, no. And then, and then, and then I was going, and I, and I kind of tweeted out, I was like, oh, I can't stream tonight, you know, I don't have internet, and I was like, I'll just watch some Netflix, it's fine, and then I was like, oh, yeah, wait, so I played a game for work instead. Mine's been weird. Nice, it's fine, but. Where, so first off, like, I think at least every week, at least once a week, I have been, uh, for the entire month since the start of the year, I have been getting like a Comcast internet outage where they're like, hey, we're going to shut off your internet, mm-hmm. usually on Thursdays. Uh, so thankfully it didn't happen today, but it happened. Maybe that's how Jordan got hit. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. But it happened to me um, uh, yesterday, actually. I got hit with an outage. Um, no. But I'm having this issue where my my down is fine, but my up was like literally 0.7 megabits. And so it was like, you can't. Shit. You can't do anything. Like I was trying to upload a video to our CMS, and it would just fail to upload. It would go. It would get up to like fifteen percent, and then it would just stop. And it's, yeah, yeah, an absolute absolute nightmare. Uh, I'm running a speed test right now. <laughs> I have <laughs> I have a Comcast person coming in tomorrow to like uh, take a look at the building because I went through the whole thing online, and they were like, "Yeah, like, did you try?" Uh, Plugging it. Did you turn it off? And yeah. did it reset? <laughs> what about your cable? And I'm like, it's not, it's not any I of that. I ring them. I, <laughs> I ring did them all these every things time. before I called you. Yeah. yeah. It's like the, the Ron Swanson, like, I know more than you. you know, when <laughs> like, I've done this before. No, I ring them every time. They're always very nice, I will say. Oh, sure. Ex- they are Xfinity very nice. customer service is always so nice, but I'm like, my guy, I'm paying, you know, however much a month. Mm-hmm. I've started. I've also started going over my data cap, which is frankly ridiculous because I have a 1.2 terabyte cap. Wow! And it's like, I guess the video team uploading and downloading files all the time, and oh, uh, yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, I'm gonna have to sprint the limit. I pay. I, I sprung for the extra like thirty dollars a month to get like the unlimited cap. And yeah. when I was on customer service like last year, the guy was like. Oh, hey, I see you have the unlimited cap. Uh, most people usually don't need that, and you actually should maybe like drop it to save some money. Let me just check your data usage. <laughs> and then he went, oh, no, you definitely <laughs> need this unlimited cap. And I'm like, yeah, I work in video. I need it. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, why don't we move on? Lucy, uh, you're, <laughs> you just have a big fat embargo listed on what you've been playing. Uh, I, I, can sh- I, I can show you the screen of it on my playstation 5 mm. so i mean it's no secret i'm playing horizon i'm not i haven't done that tweet but like they've said yeah you can tweet out that you have the game um 
that's all I'm gonna say on that. Uh, that's what I've been playing mostly, but I have been watching a lot of stuff. Uh, I was watching The Gilded Age. Did I talk about that last week? Like, the new... It's basically American Downton Abbey. Still yeah, unsure. is that what that is? Okay. Still on... It's literally American Downton Abbey. It's quite something. It's it's <laughs> fine. Um, I'll tell you what I did start watching last night, which was Pam and Tommy, the um, dramatized story of uh, Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee's leaked sex tape in the 90s, uh, oh. starring Sebastian Stan as Tommy Lee, and he spends all of the first episode in basically a leopard print thong. Um... And I spent a lot of time trying to figure out if they actually did pierce his nipples for this. I think they're fake, but, you know, I don't know how much he um, he committed to the role. But Lily James looks unrecognizable as Pamela Anderson. Like, they've given her a fake forehead. She's wearing veneers, obviously fake boobs, a big wig. Um, <coughs> and Seth Rogen is in it as well, as is Ron, as is Ron Swanson, weirdly. Uh, not Nick Offerman. So I've only watched the first episode. It's like... It's good. I'm really enjoying it. Uh, it's not as like I don't know why I figured it would be a, kind of like a trashy feel good show. It's mm. very much like a dramatization of it, and uh, I I even went down a little rabbit hole of reading up. Oh no, we lost Lucy too. What is happening? <laughs> They're being picked off like flies. <laughs> Am I back? Hey. Yes. Hey. Catching up. Okay. Yeah, I can, I can, I could see you two though. That whole thing, it's so weird. <laughs> this good. is what I mean about my internet. Um, but no, last night I went down a rabbit hole of like Motley Crue stories because they got up to some shit in the eighties and nineties. <laughs> um, but no, that's on Hulu. Um, the big thing that I think I'm looking forward to is like the new season of Dollface is coming out as is oh shit there's something else jackass forever is this weekend and i am so Ooh. excited i want to watch all three again before watching the fourth one chris hayner on our team saw it really loved it i and like i remember his review it says like you know it's like seeing your old friends again and i just i want i want that was that available on streaming anywhere or do you have to go in the theater no i feel like it's theaters i didn't realize um so nightmare alley just got added to hulu and i was like yeah, didn't that just come out mm-hmm. um i do want to watch that i'm really oh, go. bummed because i i really i'm still too nervous to go back to theaters i did it for spider-man yeah. but like the whole time i was in the theater in spider-man i was just like terrified of like people i'm like don't Go away. Don't be near me. Mm. Um, Jackass Forever will not be streaming. No. It's a par- it'll be Paramount Plus um, after the theatrical run. Oh, well. I don't know. Oh, I can well. still watch the trilogy. Pokemon tried to kill me, but I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, he's back. All right, Jordan. Uh, before we move on to Phil, why don't we go back to you, Jordan? Um, we kind of... I said everything I wanted to say about Pokemon, but... Uh, before you were swept away uh <laughs> i said too much Arceus you said too like much people talking shit <laughs> <laughs> how's pokemon been treating you i mean it it's it's good i'm i'm not actually playing it my partner is playing it and i'm oh. playing it through them uh sometimes they watch me play games and sometimes i watch them 
uh, play games. And so this is one of the instances where it's like, you're significantly better at Pokemon. You will play Pokemon and I will watch over your shoulder and laugh at you every single time you miss hitting a Pokemon with a Pokeball. Um, because I love and care about you so much. <laughs> but, <it's, laughs> but it looks good, and I like it, and I don't want to tread on it too long because you've probably said everything. Uh, the one thing I'll mention is the fact that I, playing it, I'm like, oh, clearly like this is very inspired by Breath of the Wild because there's like a lot of Breath of the Wild vibes going on. There's plenty mm-hmm. of musical tunes where I'm looking away from the screen, and I look back, and I'm like, wait, were you playing Breath of the Wild? Because that sounded oh, distinctively yes. Breath of the Wild the, in the- nature. <laughs> the item picking up sound when you pick up like wood and just a little doo-doo. Yep. It's exact yep. That's same the exact sound one. I'm like, I've exact heard same sound this effect. sound before. Um, but part of me wonders, I'm like, depending on when development of this game started, I almost wonder if Legends Arceus was like Game Freak and Nintendo attempting to capture Pokemon Go on a console because the mechanics remind Mm. me so much of uh, Pokemon Go, except you can just play it by yourself. You don't have to actually go anywhere except the virtual open world that the game presents, which I thought was cool and interesting. Uh, But yeah, fun game, cute game. Curious to see where Game Freak goes from here. Please don't go back to what you've been doing for the past like (laughs) I know, please, please don't. We've seen it. (laughs) Well, all right then. Um, Phil, hello. we brought you on here for a very specific <laughs> reason, uh, and that's for Fortnite. Tell us all about Fortnite, Phil. <laughs> yeah, what? I didn't have you down as a Fortnite guy. Not I, that there's anything wrong with it. I went through a phase a couple mm, years ago. I don't know. I was, yeah, I was, I was negative on Fortnite for a long time. So, uh, no, it's a pandemic thing is mm. basically mm. the explanation here. Is uh, a lot of doing a lot of online gaming to hang out with my friends who I don't get to see. Uh, very often anymore in person. So we spend a lot of time on Discord. Um, and honestly, like, hate to say this, but the game was going to be Halo. Halo was going to be the game every night, hanging mm-hmm. out with the friends. And then we found that Halo rarely works correctly. Dude, Big T Ball <laughs> is still broken. It's, yeah. yeah, it's like such a major thing. I think pain. the new update for Big Team Battle came out today as we're recording oh, really? this. I think. <gasps> I think I saw Hopefully, a new maybe. story stop about this, it. I could just podcast. be I could be lying to all of you right now. <laughs> but going. I'm pretty yeah. sure I saw a tweet go up in news slack earlier. <laughs> yeah man. So like we we were really into Halo for you know the first couple weeks. Yeah. And and then it was just like every night you know, half we're we're getting in there in big team battles with six, eight, ten of us, and half the teams crashed out. Some people are trapped in the sky. You know, <laughs> like yeah. just couldn't play, couldn't get a match going, and we simultaneously kind of got into Fortnite. A few of us, in a sort of ironic way, there's a lot of like, <laughs> I bought the Tom Hardy Venom skin, and now I'm making him do Gangnam Style, and this is funny, mm-hmm. and like that was kind of the experience and the vibe, and that was fun, but. Like, the thing about Fortnite is you can fire up Fortnite anytime and Fortnite will work, right? And you know how long you're going to play. You have, like, the sense of the session. You can get in for one round. You can get in for a couple hours. We can all play it. And it's just, like, I hate to be negative on Halo. I like Halo. But it doesn't work. Fortnite works. That's why we've been playing it. And it's, like... I'm annoyed that I'm getting into Fortnite, to be honest with you. But <laughs> like, we're, we're having a you good could have time. Done it's Fortnite, a fun game. or you could have gone to Battlefield 2042. So, like. I mean, 
I was there too. I tried that. So <laughs> right. like, it's a lot of, this is, you know, it, I hate to complain too much, but it's just a running theme with online games. And it has been for like five years now that uh, things launch in a half working state mm. and they like feel undercooked. And, you know, the, the virtue of Fortnite is that we it always runs. It runs for everybody. So. Mm. Fortnite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I, I should say that we've been, in, I've been enjoying Fortnite, yeah. which is not something I expected also. Like it just, I, I played a lot of Fortnite back when it first came out just as a, you know, as the, a guides writer, freelancer, games journalist. And it was fine. Like I had a good time, whatever. I like all the battle royales for a little bit. I think Fortnite always kind of rubbed me the wrong way because I don't like the building and I'm not any good at it. And I feel like it's a, a specific kind of brain to be able to do that in any sort of capacity. And I don't have that. I can't do it. But um, I've been having a lot of fun with it even still. Like the other thing that's fun about Fortnite is that we know a ton of people play it mm. and we know that there are people who are super good at it. And therefore, we never expect to do well. Mm. And there are no stakes. <laughs> like, it's a competitive game that's not competitive. Who cares if we win at Fortnite? We're here to make Tom Hardy do Gangnam Style. So <laughs> it's it's also very chill. Like, it's a fun experience to just jump in with friends and, like, talk about stuff. And, you know, if we get rolled by the first guys we see because they built a tower in 10 seconds and we're just all staring up at it, <laughs> like, nobody cares. It's not a big deal. Whereas you get in Halo and all the power seeds are stuck in the ceiling of the central oh tower. God. And then we're all getting real steamy about it, you know, <laughs> like cause we were winning that match and now we can't, you know, it's a different vibe. So yeah, yeah I've been having a good time with Fortnite, surprisingly, but uh, it's a good game. Just, and it, it's a game that works. So <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's so sad that that's the benchmark now for <laughs> online gaming that it works. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of this is it very I'm very upset about this. So I, <laughs> no, I, I, I feel you like I it was like weird. I, I just like stopped thinking about Halo and like I had that realization the other day. I was like, oh, I haven't turned it on at all this year. And, you know, like yeah. Lucy can attest like there is when it came out, like we were as a group like playing it. We've got a got a discord chat going on. We yeah, we were playing it all the time. Times. And then it was and, like. Yeah. Yep. Did yeah, you like, maybe also play... play too much of it? Because part of me, like I looked back and like, man, I played like 40 hours of Halo mm. within like seven days. That's a lot. Well, there's like, definitely a little bit of that. There's also just not that much Halo to play. Yeah. yeah. Right? So I think like, it was like, it does, I feel like you burn out on it faster too. The mm -hmm. combination of that, but like I probably would have gone longer if it wasn't for like also the technical issues were just like keeping people from playing it. Like if we had a team of four, then that's fine. But anytime there was more of us, it'd be like, okay, well, pray to the big team battle gods that we can <laughs> yeah. be in. Like, <laughs> right. And Run I, the Ouija board real quick. I also think like half of our group match. realized they actually hate big team battle, so I think it just sort of was like, well, uh, okay, we're not gonna. We're secretly like more than more battle. than four people want to play tonight. All right, I guess we're not playing because yeah. no one wants to do big team <laughs> no battle. Big team. I do not like <laughs> big team battle. I'm sorry, Lucy. I just it's too many people, and which is really weird for me to say since I love battle royales, but it's too many yeah, people on one map for me. They're too close together. I wish I wish their version it's my of, big problem with I Halo. wish it was more like the Halo 3 big team battle, which was only what? Uh 
I forget the exact size, but it was way smaller. Was it was that like eight v eight or yeah, it was like sixteen, I think, like sixteen eight v eight. It was like way more manageable. Where like you got that like you know bigger map feel, but it's not like I don't know, like the current one, like twenty four. It's just like you feel lost. Mm. Yeah, I feel like the the maps generally in Halo Infinite, my big drawback of that game as much as i enjoyed it is that everything is too small everything is just a little too small like i don't like 4v4 because i feel like i'm constantly just getting killed by somebody who spawned behind me Mm. as we're running in a big circle you know and if you're looking this way the guys are going to be over there and then the big team matches it 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 lacks that feel of like halo one with you know like blood gulch or something where you you have that big expanse to like make a plan and get in a vehicle and like travel far, you know, you're still like running into people all mm-hmm. the time, which is fun. But like, I don't know, it's hard to dodge. You die kind of fast. You know, you're not really especially agile because you're seven feet tall and wearing a ton of armor. <laughs> like, it's just like these halo things. Just halo just, things, just, like a tumble. You know, I just, I just wish it was like a little bit, a little bit larger. Just a little bit more. And further away. And people were somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking of Halo, tangentially Ooh. related, there's also uh, Destiny from the creators of Halo, which, uh, Phil, you <laughs> you and me play all the time. We're very excited for the new yeah. expansion. Uh, getting real, uh, real amped up for getting, Witch Queen. Getting God, real amped up for Witch Queen. Stuff to knock out here. Is Witch um, Queen this month or March? Mm-hmm. This 22nd. month. Jesus, yep. February. <laughs> yeah, I got three <laughs> days to play it before Elden Ring comes out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Elden Ring. Elden Ring just... Coming in like a meteor. I am I've totally... just looked at Elden Ring and just been like, you know what? It's a March game. I would love to yeah. play Elden Ring and complete it this month. There's no conceivable way. There's I have no, no reason to. conceivable just, way. That I there's no Elden reason Ring. for me to like force myself to just like finish Elden Ring in like two days. Like what? I should just like take my time. Really? You know, like yeah. play Enjoy the long it. game. Savor Enjoy it. it. Savor it. Mm. Um, yeah. Just don't give me a code for it. I don't want to cover it. Let me, let me I just. Know. <laughs> I don't want to get. Yeah, I just no. so, like, if, if Tam don't make like, that my shows job up in one. my uh, Slack channel like the week after Horizon, but before Elden Ring, he's like, hey, are you busy? I'm like, no. No. Please, no. no please don't. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't no. want it, but I'll take it know, if you be- give it to me. <laughs> between like Tam and I think Dave Klein as well on like mm. Dave Control, literally used to be a Souls YouTuber. Oh, yeah. He's got I it feel covered. Like Coverage yeah. is in good hands. On uh, he is on so excited for it, and I'm like, He's "You great. can have it, dude. It's yeah. all mm-hmm. yours." <laughs> Man, covering Sekiro is like just something else. Where it's like, "Look, oh, Jordan, yeah. we need yeah. that like ape guy beat the boss." I'm like, "I am fucking trying." <laughs> He's <laughs> so hard. Yeah, that was, that was, <laughs> that was a time. Sekiro was a. Uh, an intense period of guide creation. I remember. Yeah, I, oh, I had to cover man. that on the video. That was a lot. Oh, yeah. we lost Craig. Craig's gone. Craig! <laughs> oh, wow. Craig's gone. I t- yeah, this is what he said last time. Um, For context, if you're listening, Craig is uh, a bot that we use in Discord to record a call. We're all recording separately, but he's um. Is it is it finicky. just an hour time limit? Because it's been about Maybe. an hour. Yeah, it's that been an be. hour. Come on, Craig. You all know podcasts don't go. I'm glad that you said that, Lucy, because I just realized that the way we were talking, it kind of sounds like there's just a dude from GameSpot (laughs) named Craig Craig. who's just hanging out, like watching all of us, like not saying anything. (laughs) Uh, Get a grip, Craig. Um, Do your job, okay? (laughs) 
he's Jerry from Parks and Rec. Everybody <laughs> just dunks on. <laughs> well, uh, anyway, yeah, Destiny. We're excited for Witch Queen. Uh, nothing else going on with Bungie. With Bungie, <laughs> yeah, nothing at all. Not a single this week. Thing. Do, do you yeah. remember? Um, do you remember our Monday meeting? That was so, so funny. <laughs> yeah, I showed so up funny. and no one was in it. <laughs> so like, so the news for uh, obviously we're talking about the fact that Sony's buying Bungie uh, is that at like four minutes to ten, someone tweeted out that they'd stopped trading on Sony in the stock market. Like trading had been stopped pending news. So everyone was like, "Oh God, what now?" Um, and and yeah, ten a.m. On the dot, they announced that they bought Bungie, or are in the process of acquiring Bungie. And we have our weekly stand-up Mondays at 10. And, like, we got, I got in there, and everyone was talking about something really random. And then just, like, I think it was Steve or Gabe or someone just went, uh... So when he just bought Bungie, I thought he was joking at was, first because we were yeah, just right? riding the high <laughs> like, of Microsoft buying yeah, man. Blizzard Activision. And then there was like this this silence, and Randy just went, "Well, I guess we'll cancel this meeting. Everyone go <laughs> <Yeah>. and uh, <laughs> go help out." No, it was, and it was then, like a battle stations alarm. It was, <laughs> it was, it was like set condition one throughout the ship. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm, exactly. I'm the guy who was like. <laughs> I had to like use the bathroom, so I was like a minute late. I came in. I must have come in like a good thirty seconds or a minute after everyone left, because I was like, "Oh right, the meeting." Joined it, completely silent. Like I'm the only one there, and I was like, "Oh no, do I have the wrong link or something? Do I have the wrong <laughs> Zoom link?" And I like asked, like uh, Tay, I was like, "Hey, do I have the the wrong link?" And he's like, "Oh, everyone's talking about the bungee thing," and I'm like. Right, of course, the bungee thing. The Bungie New Witch Queen thing. trailer, of course. <laughs> yeah, well, I honestly was like, really? Is that everyone all hands for a Witch Queen reveal? Like, all right, I, I, cool. Like, all right. All right. Everyone's finally getting yeah. on board with the, yeah, all excited. right, let's do let's it. increase that. <laughs> Man. Um, but no, huge news. Mm-hmm. Been in the works for like, what, five, six months, they were saying? Sounds like it. Yeah. Cool, want Bungie to be independent still. I think it's very interesting. I mean, it's also like that onion headline of like only six corporations remain. Right. Um, yeah. But I'm I'm interested to see because they've had like Bungie and and PlayStation have had a strong partnership since like Destiny One, like it was revealed at that des- at that PlayStation Four showcase. So mm-hmm. it's it's a very interesting move. I I just genuinely wonder who's going to be next because. Everyone, like, Jeff Keighley's been tweeting, yeah, more acquisitions coming this year. I did see a very funny tweet where it was like, can someone please buy Square Enix and save them from themselves? I want someone to get <laughs> Konami like, for that exact yeah, reason. Yeah, so, I'm like, someone please stop this. Like, <laughs> with regard to, with regard to uh, Square's Western properties, I would say Final Fantasy is doing more than fine. But, mm. like, if you think about Square's West, uh, Square Enix's West stuff is not exactly... Lighting the world on fire, but um, no, I I would I would genuinely like if do you want to make predictions? Do we want to do that? Sure. Yeah. Oh, who All gets right. bought next? Didn't yeah, we, we just put so an article about that today? Oh, did we? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah. Like I think one weird. of the freelancers oh. was like predicting what <laughs> acquisition. Who's gonna go? We'll, we'll do our next. own though. We, we don't have yeah. to follow. These are personal I think, predictions. I think Microsoft will buy one of the big Japanese. Okay. Uh, companies. Which one do you think it'll be? Because they've long wanted a foothold in Japan. 
Yeah, they struggle there all the time. I. It's I, hard the thing though, is as right? Well, because the I companies that see... have been bought are companies that yeah. have been like primed to be purchased. Usually, like. Like I could see. Sony and Square because they had that relationship for the longest time like what was it Sony actually had like a stake in Square Enix for a long time anyway so like that relationship already exists I think it would be so interesting if Microsoft swooped in and bought Square everyone's been talking about Sega for a long Sega. time Sega. yeah <laughs> but then of course obviously there's Do you Capcom want Sega, Konami <laughs> hey, man. I mean <laughs> RGG games sorry RGG and, um, like they, they, they just want RGG. They're like, can we just have them specifically? Uh, <laughs> get the alien property um, at least. Go for that. And Total War, Total War. Um, mm. No, I don't. I I think someone is gonna want Square because of how much money Final Fantasy fourteen makes. Yeah, I was gonna say, I could. I'm not sure about Capcom because I was thinking about it. I, I feel like maybe like a couple of years ago, Capcom would have been more compelling. Sony has Evo now, I guess. But to like, me. but like, Capcom's yeah, doing actually Resident really Evil well for themselves. Hunter. Yeah, and those yeah. are both doing like really, really well. So I wonder if they would be like, "Nah, we're good." Yeah. I mean, I'm with Jordan. I want Konami, <laughs> but Konami's like a wild card because it's like. Well, don't most of their yeah. money come from pachinko machines and yeah, spas? Yeah, exactly. So Konami's like, one of the weird things that's like you wouldn't to. be buying that company for what they're doing now. You would just buy mm. them for the IPs that they own in hopes of giving right. them probably to someone else. Like, so <laughs> that's what I... Maybe you don't buy all of Konami, but you just go to them and say, give us all of your, your properties. Like, let us... Because that's the give whole thing Metal is that companies... Gear. To Blue Point, yeah. That, like if I was Sony, that's what I would do. Like, is like, yeah. If I was Sony, I would fucking scoop up Silent Hills. Oh yeah, mm. you like give Silent Hill to Kojima, put PT back up on the PlayStation Store. Like, can you imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine the goodwill? The yeah. goodwill that that would but come see, flowing Xbox in. probably wants it because they're like, look, we have this great partnership with Bloober Team, and they basically want to make another Silent Hill. So it's but like... nobody wants that. Also. <laughs> 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 Bloober Team may want it, but Damn. the Silent yeah. Hill community certainly does not. Uh... Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Interesting. Just, the Japanese, it feel that feels like the the big thing, right? Is like that would like crack open that mm. that mm. uh pandora's box because like uh, I, I know it's not impossible but uh, there are apparently like uh, more hoops you have to jump through to like acquire a japanese company apparently mm. I, I don't know the specifics mm. so don't quote me on that but apparently it's like not as simple as it would be like to acquire you know mm. bungee or something like that um that's before the ftc even gets involved sure <laughs> right yeah mm. I don't know, because who's, who's Tencent bought? Tencent bought someone like Sumo, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Did they buy Sumo? I think so. I wonder who else they would Tencent's buy. got all the mobile people. They have, <laughs> they have money in, like, Riot. They've yeah, got they got a bunch of money in Riot. But I don't Tencent think they, like, fine. outright Tencent doesn't own need anybody. Only else, right? six corporations remain. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, there's a bunch of, like, they're not small developers, but they might be appealing to certain members of the big three just for like oh we want like their talent pool like someone like mm. gearbox or Codemasters, like people you don't talk about like on a very like gearbox normal got bought, everyday didn't 
Oh, did Gearbox? By that company that Tim Willits. Yeah, Randy for. Pitchford sold it. Right? Oh, um, you're right, you're right. Im- not, like, not improbable. Uh, I'm going to look it up. Gearbox. Uh, it was for a lot of money. Oh, no. <laughs> Are we about to lose Lucy? <laughs> Am I back? <laughs> you're going you, you're gonna to hear me on my recording just go, oh, yeah, got bought by Embracer Group. Oh, my internet crashed. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I got bought by Embracer. Uh, Who else do they own? I don't know. Yeah. Because, I mean, also there's, like, the depressing reality of, like, I... <clears throat> It's like inevitable, but it's like I don't really want all these companies to get bought. Like mm. I, it's the consolidation yeah. of the games industry, just I don't know. It's, feel, it's it feels also those, like depressing. Yeah. It's one of those things. Like I don't want to ever defend like a bunch of companies buying each other up. Uh, capitalist hellscape. Like this isn't a good thing. The like one silver-ish lining I can see to it is that it's like, oh, the gaming psych. It's like a very cyclical thing. Like. There was a dude at EA who didn't like that EA was, like, focusing on all of these sports games, and so he split off, and that's where Arcane comes from. There was someone at Infinity Ward who was like, I don't like the fact that Activision Blizzard is just doing Call of Duty, Call of Duty, Call of Duty, and that's where Respawn comes from. So, like, it's Mm -hmm. one of those things that, like, sure, all these companies are bought up, but we will probably see, and I think we've already seen over the past year, like, some developers are like, I'm not looking to join this mission. Yeah. And they kind yeah. of split off and do their own thing. Right. And they're like the new AAA developers of a next a generation. Bit. Sure. Um, yeah. I mean, like, we went through Activision used to own everybody, EA used to own everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then they closed all those studios and they, you know, streamlined down. Activision, I was just actually doing a little Activision history the other day because of uh, all the Microsoft stuff. And, like, Remember all the weird licensed movie games oh, yeah. that Activision oh, yeah. used to make mm-hmm. before Call of Duty? Like, completely different night and day. And that was not that long ago. So just, oh. you know, James Bond things change. And, yeah. mm-hmm. It's all a cycle. We'll get a bunch of new companies, yeah. and five to ten years, they'll all be super popular. And then, like, they'll be bought, and more companies will split off of that. And just around Hopefully, and around anyway. we go. <laughs> yeah. I will say that, like, this... this does seem like it might be a good move for Bungie generally. Um, it sounds like they're going to maintain independence. It sounds like this cash infusion is going to be good for them and they're not going to have to restructure under Sony from what is, you know, kind of going around anyway. And as long as, as far as what they, their goals are as a company, like Destiny is something that they've been trying to, they, they did a bunch of hiring and promotions last year mm. to kind of just like expand destiny out into other media. It sounds like they're trying to and build new IP and stuff like that. And they're like thinking about yeah, someone just what went they can over. do. I can't yeah. remember who it was, but they went over to Bungie just to do the, tra- the transmedia stuff. And I right. mean, if you're looking to so, do like transmedia TV shows and movies like that, Sony is like Sony's the people, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Hey, remember like remember Powers vision. though? Remember their yeah. first foray? But no, the other thing <laughs> well, about the Uncharted episode... comes out this month. This month, so like, I'm not it'll holding be a good out indicator. hope for Uncharted. Like... <laughs> Man, I am not holding out hope for that movie. Um, but no, the I cool thing Lucy about dropped. the Bungie acquisition. Yeah, I think you <laughs> oh, <laughs> what a great <laughs> facial expression too. She looked like... like she was about to have something to <laughs> say about Uncharted. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
my internet gonna get? I mean, oh, I'm no, so she's back. Yeah. I'm back. <laughs> right before you said whatever you were gonna say about the Uncharted movie. Oh, you've... I said I <laughs> do not think that movie is gonna be very good. No. No. I'm asking um, less Lucy if it's gonna be good, and more so, do you think it's going to make a lot of money? Like, do you think even if it's bad, will it pull basically what Venom was and make so much money that they're like, oh, we'll make a Venom 2, which will also be bad. But (laughs) how dare you? But like, are you (laughs) like, you know, hey, everyone was willing to risk the pandemic and go out to see Spider-Man. Are you going to make that same concession for the Uncharted movie? Like, am I going to risk my mental health for that? No. No, No. (laughs) I'm probably not. (laughs) Uh, For the Jackass movie? thinking about it i might i might go at like 10 a.m one day like uh tay i need a half day why uh go see the jackass you're gonna use that for jackass and not the batman i'm so disappointed in you actually no batman is Um, well batman oh batman is a bummer because it's not they've been so good about doing the hbo max like day and day and they're not doing it for batman because they know because they they know I'll wait. I'll just wait the 45 days. It's fine. Yeah. I'll just be really, I'll just have to leave the internet because really I don't want to. I, I would say, I would, I would get on social media right now and start just like muting certain <laughs> Muting the words. Yes, Batman. Like, <laughs> yeah. Can't what a weird believe. world we live in. I know. It's upsetting. It's upsetting watching the movie industry just be like, screw you guys. <laughs> like, I'm really not, I'm really unhappy about this. Oh, oh, like um, just all the things that like could have been improved based on the pandemic just, and the backsliding. Well, just, forcing people into theaters in the middle of this it's not over you can just you can't just pretend it's over yeah because you wish you could make more money um i know we're like not great about this as a country and i'm not gonna like get too controversial about the fact that a lot of people are dying but i'm really mad about having to go to theaters for things yeah yeah the the disney stuff bothered me a lot because they Mm -hmm. they were starting to do that with disney plus and then Mm -hmm. um all that stuff happened with Black Widow and Scarlett mm-hmm. Johansson suing them, and then they backed the fuck off from doing that, and then suddenly, like, all their new movies were no longer day and day on Disney+, Plus. and I was like, god damn it. Like, oh, yeah. why did why'd you guys have to screw it up like that? Like, we could've... Yeah. I could've been sitting at home watching Spider-Man. That would've been great. Oh, well. I would've probably watched Spider-Man several times by now, if that was the case. But I'm like, I'm, <laughs> I've been... I'm not going to the theaters to watch Spider-Man yeah. two or three well, times. Well, exactly, right? Like, like <laughs> I almost didn't go been, once. Um, like, <laughs> We've been hitting a lot of drive-ins, Ooh. which is a cool idea. Yeah. But none of the drive-ins, there are several, I guess, in LA somehow. Um, none of them are like, in good. it's not a good movie-going experience. Mm. It's really frustrating. Um, they're always like set up next to an industrial park with all its lights on. Oh, and and people are not like good about turning their headlights off when they go into the. Drive- I know well, you're wasting know. your battery. This what is- are you doing? <laughs> it's the stupidest thing. It's really not a good way to watch movies, <laughs> and I'm really bummed about that because I like it conceptually. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been frustrating. That's how I saw Spider Man. And I need to see Spider-Man again because I didn't see half of Spider-Man. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, Phil, why don't, since you're here, let's also talk about Ollie Ollie World, which is the other big new game coming out. And apparently it's pretty dang good. Uh, Yeah. Um, So I'm not like much of a skateboarding guy, but I do like the Ollie Ollie games. And they have a certain vibe. The, The first two are very much 
focused on like the difficulty of skateboarding, right? It's that the developers are interested in like the technical mechanics of skateboarding and what it's like to try to do some of the insane things that people do on a skateboard. Mm-hmm. Ali Ali World is their take on that idea, but in a way that they want to be like more welcoming to people because like I guess a problem oh, that they had with nice. the last two games yeah, the the, last I remember games, the early games were like really hard. Like they're really hard. <laughs> they're very hard, and it will like skillgate people. Like the, the, apparently, there are a lot of people who are like, "I really like this game. I wish I could have finished it. Would have been nice." And so, <laughs> this is uh, Ali Ali with like that philosophy. So you can play this whole game, and basically like do the same one trick the whole time. Never like a big thing about it, Ali Ali is that you have to hit. Uh, the like X button on your PlayStation or whatever as you land a trick and used to be like screw that up and you fall and so like getting that timing down was essential and they've removed that like there's still a timing mechanic but it's points um, it's like the best way to do a trick it's not essential you'll just mm-hmm. land it now so basically the point of it is you can get all the way through the game um, without being like super super skillful mm. Uh, it'll it'll challenge you at times, but it's not that's not the kind of game it's forcing you to play anymore. And the whole the whole game it's like an open world or not an open world. It's like a Super Mario World approach, right? With like a map and you go to the, like all the little notes, and the, it has a little narrative and there are characters, and it's very much focused on the idea of like getting into the groove of skateboarding and doing it because you like skateboarding and like hanging out. And so you're like trying to become a skate wizard, which is a whole fun like spiritual thing but the whole the whole the the gag is just like it's about loving it it's about just playing it and enjoying it and it's not going to hold you back that said if you want it to get hard oh it will get i about threw a controller against the wall a few times like (laughs) if you if if you want that old ali ali experience where you're like maxing out your points and doing insane tricks all that is in it you the uh the thrust where you try to get all the way through a course doing one combo, you know, where you land every time you land, it's a manual mm-hmm. or a grind. Uh, that's there and it will absolutely devastate you because it is really <laughs> hard. <laughs> like, so it's, it's cool. It like hits both those, those marks. Like part of the game is just, it's 2.5 D now you can like slip lanes or land like on this grind rail instead of this grind rail and it'll take you like into the background so you'll get like a different section of the course it might be harder it might have like different challenges all that to say that like there are like it feels like there are like nine different ways you can uh engage with every single level of this thing and there are a ton of levels and it was just a great time like you can just shut off and like chill and do skateboarding Mm -hmm. or you can go really really hard and try to beat all the other journalists in the preview event over and over and over and over again, which, yeah, oh, got the there, fun? did that. Mm-hmm. It was like temporarily, <laughs> I, had, I am one of the best people in the oh, world at this I was game. like, I'm going to get that top number one world first right there. I'm going to take that screenshot and then I'm going to back away. And that's what I did. Um, this is like a $30 arcade skateboarding game. I just dumped like 25 hours into this thing. I had I had a blast. It's super good. That's awesome. So if you like the Alley Alley games, if you like skateboarding, Check this out. Even if you're not like the kind of person who gets really, really into the mechanics of it, it still has got a lot to offer. And it's just like nice to have a game that feels like hanging out with some characters and like all just being there and being happy Hmm. to be there. 
you know it's a very like nice vibe i'm excited to play it i'm sad it's coming out the exact same day as sifu because that means i'm gonna have to (laughs) split my time between the two of them but (laughs) if you need a break from getting pummeled in that's true you could go get pummeled in Ali Ali. Like, I'm also assuming Sifu's good. Maybe the reviews come out and they're like, this game is terrible. But that's true. God, I'm so excited to play Ali Ali. It looks, the art style looks amazing. Incredible. It's really what, fun. How's the music? Also, they're, oh, it's great. Mm-hmm. It's all, it's also very chill. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I really liked about it that I didn't expect is that, so there's every mission has a bunch of scores for you to beat with like other characters. There are a bunch of challenges to complete there's and then there's like high score tracking and all this other stuff but knocking out all those things unlocks all these cosmetics and so at some point you end up with like it feels like 500 different cosmetics and you can just like hit the random button and you're like it'll totally rebuild your character and all the stuff you're wearing and so you can just like pop back in there and go boop and like (laughs) totally have a different ridiculous cartoon like Scooter Valentine looking guy and then you can do it again and they're like completely different it just I don't know it's got this like fun cartoon vibe to it I didn't like there's no reason to care about any of this stuff it's mostly just you you have like some asynchronous uh, multiplayer stuff where you're like represented on other people's screens but like it's not like you're you know hanging out with other characters mm-hmm. and yet or other people rather and yet like all of those cosmetics cosmetics are a lot of fun and the art style is really cool and so, I don't know, it's another thing to, like, get you amped up on and, and chase. Changing the little character guys and putting on, like, a jackal mask or whatever. <laughs> and a ghost skateboard. I had a lot of fun with it. I don't know. It was, it's like fashion ends up being the end game of all games. But mm-hmm. <laughs> <That makes laughs> Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Well, right on. Uh, all right. Well, normally we would go to listener questions, but I think we're actually going to save listener questions for uh another week um we've been going a little long on this one so i think we're gonna call it here thank you so much everybody for listening to episode 130 of GameSpot after dark uh as always uh go ahead to your uh podcast listening uh platform of choice and uh make sure to leave us a review five stars and uh tell us why you love it and we'll go ahead and read those reviews if you can leave such comments. Uh, I know you can do that on Apple. I think we figured out you can't do that on Spotify. You can only can just, leave. It's just the, the number of stars. Well, just leave the number. Spotify. Always just make sure to always hit, give it a five star. Always um, do a five. <laughs> always do a five. Uh, well, uh, Jordan, where can the people find you? And what are you working on? The people can find me on Twitter at JMRamay. Uh, I'm just in full apex mode at the moment we're about to kick off uh year four uh and this will be season 12 20th uh character brand new 9v9 team deathmatch objective based mode at the start um looks good and i usually am just obsessed with that for like the first week whenever that happens so that's all the articles and videos that i'll probably (laughs) be doing for the next seven days uh before i get tapped i presume for one of the other games that are coming out this month it's a coin flip who knows or maybe i'll get lucky and i won't have to work on any of them i don't think that's gonna happen but Mm. you can always be hopeful (laughs) uh lucy what about you i'm on twitter at lucy james games what am i working on 
I'm working on a bunch of stuff for Horizon, so you're not going to see that for a couple weeks. Uh, I did do the um, speedrunner, Sakura blindfolded speedrunner video last week. Very and good And this week, thank you. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Worked with Tam on that one. Um, and over on Giant Bomb, you can see the latest episode of the Very Online Show, uh, where I made a full PowerPoint presentation about the Jeremy Renner app. <laughs> and it's a free episode as well. It's not oh. premium. Although, if nice. you do want to buy a year of Giant Bomb Premium, you know where to go. It's uh, over there on Giant Bomb, and it was a lot of fun to do this episode. We're also, like, softly announcing a new podcast that we're working on, and John Luke, you're helping out on this mm-hmm. one. Yep. Over on Giant Bomb, uh, with a very special guest. Another podcast? Uh, that should Jeez. be launching this month. We've recorded the first three episodes, and they have been... Probably some of the most fun I've ever had. Very good. Working on a project. Um but we'll we'll speak more about that when it's when mm-hmm. it's fully announced. I'm I'm incredibly excited for that one. Um yeah, I've been helping out on the on the editing side and it was an absolute joy to to listen to. Thank you. That's good. It's always one of those ones because it's like I hope it sounds as good as it feels to record. Right. So yeah. that says a lot. Phil, where can the lovely people find you? And what are you working on? I am at Phil Hornshaw on Twitter, and yeah, I'm splitting between Horizon, so can't talk to you about that. But also Destiny, because we're, you know, Mm -hmm. ramping up into this new Mm -hmm. expansion. Uh, So yeah, doing a lot of, uh, I guess, articles to try to help folks who have lapsed or are getting ready to check things out in Witch Queen to help get on board with that. We're going to be doing some stuff... uh, on editorial and also with you, Jean-Luc, I think, mm-hmm. um, we're running down stuff like what you need to know about Sabathun and how weird she is and all the things she's been doing for like five years in this game. I'm so excited to finally see all these threads <laughs> come together. And then we're also, you know, the things you need to do in the next 18 days to make sure you get the most out of the current season and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I also write a Destiny column generally just like about the news of what's going on in my mostly my lore theories if we're being honest like i'm mostly just digging into (laughs) digging into the story and making stuff up so uh yeah read that because it would be nice to do more destiny stuff and attract more people to check that stuff out we've got a lot of uh, excited destiny people at GameSpot. it's not all i do but it is a lot of fun so I'm so excited to hear that some of y'all are checking out Horizon, because I haven't been tapped for it, which means I don't have to work on Horizon. This is wonderful news to me. Look at him. (laughs) You're having a great time. (laughs) I'm my time. I could beat it in three weeks, four weeks. (laughs) Jordan, do you just, like, develop sweats every time you see, like, the three dots, like, next to Tan's name on, like, Slack? (laughs) You're just like, oh, no. I mean, oh no <laughs> I have been tapped for a few other things that I can't talk about yet but yes every single time I see the dots show up I'm like well I'm either late for a meeting that I forgot about or <laughs> I'm about to find out that I'm helping to work on some very large open world game because apparently that's my niche mm. and I didn't know it was <laughs> until like, a few weeks ago and I was like oh yeah I always tap you for this I'm like oh that's not good to find out that explains what the games a lot. that are that coming out in 2022. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you can find me at John Luke Seipke. Um, I'm as Phil said, I'm going to be probably working on just like a lot of Destiny prep stuff. Uh, 
as well as yeah been helping out with with lucy on that new that new secret podcast and yeah just other stuff in the background and uh it's pretty much it for me so yeah uh thank you everybody for joining us for episode 130 of games after dark and we will see you next time bye, bye. later